0: Uh, good morning, folks. I'll try again. Good morning, folks. Good morning. That's better. Hey, Brian, God bless you. Uh, you know, I'm going to set up this little video clip for you. Um, I, I want to apologize as well. There's a bit of a slight accent because this video clip's from Canada. The Arby's and the teriyaki experience in the background will give that away. But also that Scouse Canadian accent in the background might be hard to understand. But I hope you enjoy this. Just a little warm-up. How's that? Enjoy. be great to be in that flash mob in that food court trying to have your lunch at Arby's and all these mad Canadians get up and start singing hallelujah what a witness though what a witness hallelujah god bless you is everybody ready for Christmas are you waiting oh, you? no have you seen that commercial is a Tesco commercial where the lady says you know look the smoke's barely off my clothes from bonfire and I've got Christmas decorations up. but I love Christmas I love the preparation, the waiting, the waiting, the anticipation. It's wonderful, isn't it? It's exciting. And we've got a Bible reading today uh, that looks at that sort of Advent theme of waiting and being prepared. Not just for the first coming of Christ, but for the second coming. Grab a drink of water here. And I think it might come up on the screen. Yeah, you can look at it in your Bible. Page 940, 940. Grab your Bible. You grab your Bible, take it in your right hand, take it in your right hand, wave it around a little. Great, you've just made the devil nervous. That's great. Super. All right, so here we go. And this is the NIV, the nearly infallible version. Okay, the new international version. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day our Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had not, had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant, whom the Master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. I tell you the truth. He will put him in charge of all his possessions. Amen. Amen. That's the word of the Lord. You can hang on to that Bible. You might need it in a little bit. Uh, But I love that, that, that reading. I love that sense of anticipation. Uh, And you might think, how does that have anything to do with Christmas? Well, I love that reading because it has something to do with where I've just come from. Uh, I I just had to go to the prison earlier. I'm a prison chaplain. Don't panic. (laughs) I'm out on good behavior. I promise. But I had to go and set some stuff up for the PA for the worship band. So I got to pray with them as well this morning. But, you know, the Lord came to Bethlehem. God was skin on Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. The hope of the nations you know, and when Isaiah prophesied 600 years before he came, that this moment would come, imagine how exciting it was on that night of nights. And yet we're in that sort of pre, you know, just that pre-event excitement, aren't we? It's very exciting. And you know, guys, uh, I love Christmas. I love Christmas. It's not a Mark and Spencer's commercial. It's about Jesus. Isn't that it true? It's all about Jesus. I got nothing against Santa Claus. In fact, I think he's really pretty terrific. I should tell you guys do you know the four stages of a man's life can be measured by Santa Claus? Did you know that? Do you know what they are? No, I'll tell you what. Okay. Ladies can listen as well. So the first stage is when we all believe in Santa Claus. Then sometimes people have a lapse of faith and they don't believe in Santa Claus. That's the second stage. The third stage is well, you are Santa Claus. Stages, stage you start to look like Santa Claus. <laughs> but it's all good, you know. The thing is, we can all bring some light and life and laughter and joy and the presence of Jesus into people's lives. We just recently moved just down the road, Grappenhall area, and I absolutely love not taking two hours to get to and from prison every day. It's wonderful. It's great. But also, I love the fact that there's some really nice restaurants. Has anyone been to Nando's? Anyone yet? Who likes Nando's? Hand in the air if you like Nando's. Yeah, cool. Uh, don't be shy. Sure we do. Don't be shy. It's good chicken, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. We, we've been a couple times, and it's really neat. The, the manager, Danny, said, I was out with my wife. This is a little bit embarrassing. I won't embarrass you. But, uh, Danny said, oh, uh, oh, you must be Sean. I've heard about you. You're the big Canadian guy. He said, uh, my staff really love you because... You make them feel like special. They, he said this, you make them feel it's kind of like being around Santa Claus. <laughs> and I told Danny, I said, Danny, I'll tell you what, honestly, I'm a prison chap and I'm a vicar. It's nothing to do with me. That's Jesus. I just try to get out of the way. You know what I'm saying? You see, it's Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus is the hope of the nations, the light of the world. He is the one that we've come to, to uh, meditate on and to commit our lives to and to be open up to for him to bless us and break us and make us something holy for the world. Um, yeah, I was going to say, people in prison have a real handle on waiting. You know what I mean? Is anyone here waiting for anything? Yeah, the, for Sean to be quiet. Get on with it, Sean. Now, no, what else? Is there anything else other than me hurrying up? Well, anyone else? What are you waiting for? Uh, outcome of a job. Okay, cool. Outcome of a job. Anyone else waiting for something? Anyone? That's it? Yeah. Waiting for the arrival of
1: our son and his wife from Brazil. Wonderful.
0: Wow. Big clap. Hey! Fantastic. Anyway, ladies, what about you? The fantastic worship man. Anyone waiting for anything? You in any the interview? I'll pray for you a 10-second prayer afterwards. A uni interview, that's important. Well, I'll tell you, people in prison have a real handle on waiting. They kind of get it. They People in prison know they're waiting because they're waiting for a CSP to do a voluntary workout. Some of them are waiting to get uh, a job on the out. Some of them are waiting for their tag, you know, when they get that Rolex on their ankle and they can go home. Some of them are waiting for the parole report or probation report. Some of them are waiting, maybe it's for that time when they're actually going to be released to go home. People in prison have a handle on waiting. And we are waiting as well. We're waiting for this wonderful time when Jesus, the light of the world, sort of just pops into our world and changes everything for us. Um, Now, in the scripture reading we had, we had this image of, of this owner of the house. He's away and he's put his servants in charge And we don't know what time he's coming back. You see, the first coming is when we're still waiting for Christmas, right? But that's the first time But the second coming is when Jesus returns for us. Do you know he is going to come back and take us to heaven? Do you know that? Anyone believe in that? Shake your head and clap. Yes, yes, amen, he is. In fact, the early church that had a a catchphrase, Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus, come, return. And, you know, if you... I hope and pray everybody here really knows Jesus personally, because it's not a religious thing, guys. Let me tell you, and my guys in prison laugh at this. You know, I am the least religious guy you'll ever meet. Seriously. You can giggle. Yeah, you know, you do, don't you? That's right. Although I'm an Anglican vicar. I'm, I'm kind of an evangelical, charismatic version of that. But, but none of that matters. The only thing that will save you is Jesus Christ only thing. Being a good person or saying the right things or hanging around with the right group. Even being religious, you know. Jesus is the only hope for the world. He's unique. He's the savior of the world. His name. I love his name. God to the rescue. Emmanuel. God with us. So exciting. What are we supposed to be doing while we're waiting? Anyone know? Any guesses? What should we do? Do this Advent, is it about just getting all the decorations up and the holly and the avi and the Pokemon and the and the uh, what plasma ball thing and all that stuff? Is there anything else we can do, guys? What else can we do while we're waiting? Trusting, trusting, trusting in Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. What about serving? What does a good servant do? He serves. You know, we could actually put a spin on this. Uh, Bible reading, it's a little bit like if anyone with teenagers, anyone here, or slightly older than teenagers, cool, yes, great. Well, if mom and dad say, look, we're going to go for the weekend. Guys, have a lovely time. We want it tidy when we come back. How many people find it tidy when we come back? Would you? You would. eh? Can I shake your hand, brother? (laughs) We'll have a chat afterwards. God bless you. God bless you. Well, I'll tell you what. its It would be a bit of a shock if... Uh, you know, when the house is is completely a tip and all the food's been eaten, and, you know, uh, my son's bigger than, than I, but I, I try not to argue him. But, you know, he's a big guy. but And he can eat like a horse. It's like having your own bear. Uh, but, but you see, the kitchen's empty and the dishes are piled up and the dirty laundry's everywhere. And it wouldn't be very good if at the last second you heard the car pull up and you had to race to get everything ready, would it? Would it? No. Would it be good? No. Good with it, Uh, or or even worse, in the middle of the night, you wake up and there's mom and dad at the foot of the bed. What's this mess? Ah! We never know when the Lord will return. He wants us to be about our Father's work. And so, what is our Father's work? Our work is the work of the kingdom. And I gotta say, Lynn Baptist are so good at getting this right because we've already seen the video clip, which I'm very impressed with the outreach, the Bible studies. But I'm selfishly, can I be a little selfish, Arthur? Is that okay? Selfishly, we're so blessed because the prison fellowship group, the prayer support, angel tree, sycamore tree, guys, you are about changing people's lives in prison. And I make no, that's no exaggeration. You are partners in the transformation of people in prison. And people that society have completely cut off and written off. People that are second chances, third chances, last chances, no-hopers. God never, ever, ever gives up on us. Jeremiah 29, 11 to 14 says, if you call on me, says the Lord, I'll be found by you. But we need somebody to go out and to do the gospel. And that's what you're doing so very well at Limb Baptist. We can be about the Lord's work. We can be volunteers. We can, We can give ourselves. I love that little prayer Jesus prays as he breaks bread with his disciples. You know, Holy community, he says, you know, we bless this. Jesus blessed the bread. He broke the bread. He gave it up. He wants to bless us. He wants to break us. He wants to give us to a lost and dying world. Because you know, guys, seriously, the world is lost without Jesus. Absolutely, absolutely. We can. You can have everything sorted out in your life. You can have the house paid off. You can have all of the, everything done. All the DIY. All that stuff done. But without Jesus, it's just a shell. You see, because one day we'll leave this world and we'll trade <coughs> in this tent for a mansion. Amen. Amen. My tent's had a few upgrades like a titanium knee, but that's all right. I'm still looking forward to my mansion. And it's interesting. The Lord gave me a little prayer because I know Christmas is, is very difficult for folk when we've had a bereavement, when we've had a loss. Uh, I wonder, if, if, does anyone know Jean? I didn't didn't know Gene at all. Is Wendy here, by the way? Okay. God bless us. Oh, wow. Cool. Well, I've actually got a prayer, a Christmas prayer. uh, And this is, uh, I want to pray this especially for Gene's family, for Wendy, and if you knew Gene. Just throw your hand up if you knew Gene. Yeah. Is that okay? Can I just interrupt this message with a prayer? Yeah. Let's do it. Close your eyes, please, for a second. This is a prayer for Jean, for Wendy, for the family. God of compassion, there is such a hole in my heart. Today should be a day of joy, but I feel only emptiness and loss. While the world celebrates around me, I remember Christmas celebrations of the past, and I long to have my loved one with me. I bring my sorrows to you, Lord, like some odd gift of the Magi, and dump them at your feet. In my blind tears, I wonder if anyone can possibly understand the depth of my sadness. But I know you can. You sent your son to be with us in our deepest (laughs) sorrows. And I know that even though I might not feel it now, you are here with me, grieving with me, caring for me in my sadness. Dearest Lord Jesus, help me to turn to the one I miss so much today and speak. Help me heal the loss of our parting and help me not to regret the things I didn't say. Sorrow tears it sorrow tears at my heart but today I ask that my loss soften my heart and make me more compassionate with everyone I meet so that my loss may become a gift to others. I pray in Jesus name for Wendy, for Gene, for all of Gene's friends and I pray Lord that everyone that knew Gene will want to be there at that funeral on Thursday Will want to commemorate her, commemorate her life, but also to lift your name up, Lord Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, man. I didn't know how it's going to fit that into an Advent talk, but it's all right. It's good. Um, I just want to tell you to, to bring things home for you a couple of names for you to pray into. Uh, because you know, prayer, some people often think, well, Sean, I, I don't really feel called to go to prison. I don't, you know, that's not me. It's a little scary. Well, then you don't have to actually physically be there, although I'd love you to come sometime to a worship event. Um, but also you can pray for people. And I just want you to while you're waiting for Christmas, while you're waiting for the coming of Jesus, while you're waiting to think, Lord, what can I do to serve you? Like this incredible worship band. You're also amazing. High five, high five, high five. High five, high five, high five, yeah. High five, yeah. Uh, Because you are so blessed to have this worship bed. While we're waiting, we can be doing. Remember in Matthew 28, when Jesus gave the Great Commission, go into all the world. If you look at God's name, the first two letters are go, and if you look at it backwards, it's do. So we're called to go and do and be the gospel, aren't we? And I want you to please pray into the lives of a couple people. I want you to tell... Uh, to tell you about someone called John R. I'll just give you his first name, John. And John is someone that's been in prison for over 10 years. I won't tell you exactly how long. I don't want to give it away. Now, John is somebody who's really doggedly trying to resist faith in Christ, but he's in the chapel every day. He does our PA, does the sound. Witnessing to him, we'll wear him down with love. That's my plan. Wear him down with love. People that don't yet know Jesus, maybe don't even like us or make fun of us, you know. Wear them down with love. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah. I can't imagine how it would be to be in prison, locked up for such a long time. His mom's quite elderly. Please pray for her. But pray for John because things like a release date. He's just started getting his town visits and he played drums for a worship event we did last week. Yes! Yes! see, we get people involved in doing the gospel. And then before you know it, you hear a little kerplunk and they're in the bucket. They're in the kingdom. They've they've prayed that little prayer. Isn't it great? So pray for John this Christmas. That's the best gift if he gave his life to Christ. Another fellow I'd like you to pray for is a guy called Phil. Phil B. He's he's a, a grandpa. And he's just had two granddaughters. Wonderfully born. They're premature. But he's on our welcome desk. He's a wonderful, committed Christian. People think, well, how can people in prison be a Christian? Well, guess what? You meet Jesus in the strangest places, don't you, if you're not careful? And he, he did. And everyone that comes, he shares the gospel. I pray with him. But, but you pray for Phil. He's going to be going home on the 9th of December, just in time to be with family with his new granddaughters. Wonderful. Pray for him, because being a Christian in prison is probably one of the most difficult places you can be a Christian Because you're in a goldfish bowl. It's an artificial environment. People are looking at you all the time, rightly or wrongly. And I think it's easier to cross that line. And that's why when we call people to give their lives to Christ, we ask them to do it publicly. Because Jesus called people publicly, didn't he? So that's how we roll as well. That's how I roll. And Phil does every day. Bless his heart. Please pray for a guy called Mark. Mark's waiting to be on his, his first town visit for over 10 years as well. Now, Mark has come to faith in Christ, and he's really rabidly on fire for God. I love it when people are excited for the gospel, and Mark is. But he wants to go to graveside and place flowers in his dad's grave, because he, his dad had passed away while he was in prison. And yet this guy's so full of the joy of the Lord, He's got a servant heart. He's the first one into the chapel. In fact, when I went to open up the, the uh, cable box, the flight, box, flight case for some mic cables, there he was. So I got to pray with the team, pray for him. Yeah, and, and Christmas as well. It's, I think it's exactly for people who have had bereavement and bad news because Jesus is... The light of the world. He's a light in the dark places. When we get to dark places, Jesus is a light. And it's a lot easier to shine a light than to give up to despair, isn't it? And a friend called Todd, who I had worked really, really hard to get him out to his father-in-law's funeral. And at the last minute, you see, sometimes people go through, when they go through a rough time in prison, they'll do daft and mad and stupid things. We can all do daft and mad and stupid things, can't we? We're all capable of it. And he took some of this horrible stuff called NPS. It's a new psychotropic substance. It's like a, a cannabinoid. It's it's horrible. It causes people to do all sorts of mad and dangerous things, self-harming. Anyway, the bottom line is we just got all the paperwork done, and then he was shipped out because he did something mad and crazy. And I just pray God will bless Todd in his new accommodation at Risley and hope and pray God will bring some Christians <coughs> into his life. You know, folks, uh, I re- it's not like me to ask, but uh, if you don't know Jesus personally today, if you've heard this exciting stuff about what God is doing, and maybe you'd like to have a part of that, you know, there's only one thing we have to do, and it's not complicated, and it's not difficult. It's really simple. It's so simple. We just pray with our mouth. Believe in our heart. Romans 10, 9 and 10. That Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. And you know what? We can do that today. Maybe you're a friend of Jean's today. Maybe you've come just to, to see how things are at limb. Maybe you're just visiting or, or maybe you've been before. But, but it's not quite the 18-inch drop hasn't gone from here to here with the gospel. That I need to believe in my heart and confess with my mouth Jesus Christ is Lord. And if that's you, uh, I want to give you an opportunity to to respond to that in just a moment. I'm going, to, I'm going to wind up. I've probably gone over time. Thank you for your kindness. But, um, I'd like to to share a little meditation. Uh, it's it's uh, written by a guy called Howard Thurman. And he says this, because remember, Christmas is waiting on Jesus, isn't it? And as we wait for the second coming, we're waiting on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their... Those who wait on the Lord will renew their... Yes, I love Isaiah. And this is a wonderful encouragement for us all, I believe. I'm just going to share this with you. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and the princes are home, and when the shepherds are back with the flocks, then the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal those broken in spirit, to feed the hungry, To release the oppressed. To rebuild the nations. To bring peace among all peoples. To make a little more music with the heart. And to radiate the light of Christ every day, in every way, in all that we do and in all that we say. Then the work of Christmas begins. And I pray, folks, that the living God will put within your bones a fire... (coughs) a fire to give all that you have and all that you are for Christ and for the lost, the least, and the broken. And I'm just going to pray that little prayer right now. In fact, if you'd like to close your eyes and with nobody looking, you don't have have to look at your neighbor. Just, Just pray this prayer. It's very simple. Even if you're a Christian, maybe you'd like to recommit your life to Christ. We can do that. We can do that. Would you just pray with me? Dear Lord Jesus, out loud it'd be even better. I'll try again. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you left heaven to be born in a manger, to die on the cross, to wash away all of my sins, to get rid of all the junk, all the rubbish that stands in between you and And me. Dear Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my forever friend. I utterly open myself to you. Take my heart, Lord. It is yours. Take my life, Lord. It is yours. Bless me. Break me. Make me whole for your purpose. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, oh, I don't know if you've, maybe it's the first time you pray prayed that prayer. Maybe you've recommitted your life to Christ, and that's wonderful. It's great. It's exciting serving Jesus. But we can only give what we've got, can't we? We can only give what we've got. And if you pray that for the first time, will you do me a huge favor and stick around until after the end of the service and tell me. And then do three things. Now tell this to my guys in prison. Tell your family. Tell your three best friends. And here's the crunch. This is so hard. And this is what separates the men from the boys. Is it find the one person that gets on your last nerve, you know. Like I get on people's last nerve. And tell them, do you know what I do at quarter to eight every morning at the prison? I should tell you this. We have a tannoy system at the prison. Yeah, you can see what's happening. I I realized that the prison officers would say, 329 Smith, please come to the office. You've got a reception meeting. Ooh, I can bless 62 prisoners in every one of our seven units every day. Good morning, boys. God bless you, boys. God loves you, boys. And here's what's on the chapel today. We've got this, that, and the other. And then I'll leave them with a, a little thought. Listen, don't count the days. Make today count for God. And in the run-up to Christmas, don't worry about counting days, but make each day count for God. We're going to have a video clip. I think if we got time for a video clip. Oh, and it's the deer's crying. If you've seen it before, please forgive me, but I just love this. Look at the face of the young offender, the very last scene of this clip. It's very powerful. Thank you, and God bless you.
2: Today, through the strength of heaven, light of sun, radiance of moon, splendor of fire, speed of lightning, swiftness of wind, depth of the sea, stability of earth firmness of rock, I arise today through God's strength.